Welcome to the Fill the Funnel podcast with Jeff Swan and Tom Slocum. We're here to help you crush your targets with tactical tips and insights you can act on today. Don't have a fancy tech stack, a big budget, or even a huge team to lean on? Well, it's time to get that solved today with FTF Fridays. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Fill the Funnel podcast with your host, Jeff Swan and Tom Slocum. Um, today, we have with us uh, Josh Roth from Lob, who is a self-professed sales leader in an individual contributor's body. Are, aren't we all, Josh? Come on. <laughs> 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 or vice versa, whatever, whatever you want to say. Um, but Josh and I actually connected uh, almost a year ago now, uh, and and we really clicked on the way that we, we view sequences, is that they're, they're more of that personal one-to-one one type thing that yes, you can do it at scale, but you really do have to put in that time and that effort and the work to be able to make sure that you're making personalized outreach, um, what, regardless of who you're selling to. And that's something that we really clicked on. Um, but most importantly, why we found that was that when you're selling to the enterprise market and those you know, multi-person buying committees and longer deal cycles, you really do have to put in a lot more effort, but that effort pays off. Um, cause your deal sizes are typically longer. They're, they're stickier, they stick around and they become actually uh, pretty good customers over the long term. So, um, putting in that extra bit of effort actually works. Um, so with that said, what we're going to be discussing today uh, is we're going to get, uh, Josh's amazing tips on how to crack the code and move up market, or as we're saying in this episode, moving upstream to get, to go from maybe SMB to mid market, mid market to enterprise. What do you as an SDR, an AE, or a founder seller do to actually move up market? What are some key things you can do without having to rely on a big team, a lot of budget, or um, you know support from marketing? Um, so what can you do that's in your control? And with that said, Josh, I'm going to let you take it away. Let's kick this thing off. What is one thing that somebody can do right now uh, to get after those, uh, those enterprise VPs and C-suite executives? Yeah, I think first things first, I'm actually going to call out uh, someone on our team. So uh, gentleman Kyle on our, our law BDR team, um, one of the things that he did when we began to shift focus to go out market was he took the time to actually research how he can get into these companies from a connection perspective. So what investors in lob also invested in some of these other organizations or have connections Right. That's going to be your lowest hanging fruit. You know, what folks on your ELT team, um, what what folks that have invested in the business, what stakeholders can present introductions. That's generally going to be the easiest way in. And you can also set those calls up with folks from your ELT. So understanding what connections exist is going to be the lowest hanging fruit to jumpstart those jumpstart those relationships at a high level early. And you also can understand the types of personas that are, are potentially going to be owning the relationship. Because generally, if you're starting with a CEO, CRO, CMO, wherever you're, you're going to, they're going to know roughly the team or the ultimate owner of that deal of that product. Okay. So, so just as an example, I mean, um, are you talking like similar investors to people at Lob? That would also be investing in the companies that you're going after? Or are you just talking about um, maybe investors that you might know as an individual contributor or like your CEO knows kind of thing? Uh, I would I would say both. You know, I, I think like understanding, first of all, you got to be connected to these people, 
right? You got to know who they know so you can find out who you can actually get introduced to. Um, secondly, understanding what prospects are following your investors, right? So for example, if you see that one of your investors is their, their organization is being followed by your a CMO, that's a target or a CEO or a CRO, um, go tell your ELT and make that connection. See if you might have any in with that prospect through investors. That's going to be the lowest hanging fruit that you have at your disposal to move quickly up market and generate quick meetings. Now, whether they're going to be opportunities is obviously going to be dependent on the product and the need, but that's going to be the easiest way to see uh, results quickly. Oh, that, no, that's a great idea. Can can you help us, uh, our listeners who don't know what ELT stands for? What what is yes, that? It, it, yes, thank you. Executive leadership team. Executive leadership team. Okay. So what, what's interesting here, and I, I like where you're going with this because it's really getting to know the leadership team, like they getting to know their ecosystem and what's going on and how they make those decisions, right? And as anybody who's worked for a funded company knows, is that the board and your investors have a humongous influence on the executive team at any organization, right? Bingo. Yep. Yeah. And the great thing is they are connected. So they're connected to your customers. They're connected to you. Uh, they're connected to your your CEO and, and maybe other consultants that you work with and all that stuff. Um, and what's really cool, uh, and I'm going to ask you for your tips on this, but um, the, 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 the way that we used to look for people like that is used to use tools like Crunchbase, Owler, um, even even LinkedIn Sales Navigator, but you can find details on people's actual investors through a lot of these tools. And you don't even need to buy the premium versions of Owler to know who, who invests, right? Like you can go in and look up a company and actually get just a list of the people that have invested, the funds that have invested, right? The, the, the types of the venture capitalist funds. Um, and any other tips that you have, like any other places you can find that information? Yeah. You know, one of the things I love to do is, is the, um, is the, I think some call it a job hopper campaign. Some call it a, a champion campaign, but where have people that have closed deals in the past, what companies have they moved to reach out to them, right? You know, those are, were your champions should be your champions and should always be your champions. So go out. You know, I think some call it a job hopper campaign. Go find those that have been champions in the past, make them champions again. You know, I, I think some will call it like raving fans campaign. Um, that's that's a really good angle to take. Um, and then similarly, use uh, customers that have come from companies using your product. So, um, for example, you know, take fifteen companies that are current customers, and then go into your navigator. Find the titles of prospects that came from companies that have been customers and reach out to them. Hey, I saw you came from XYZ company. Um, you know, they were a client of Lobs. We think that, you know, your current company would be a good fit as well. Here's why we believe that. Here's some similarities that I see. Do you see them as well? Is this worth 20 to 30 minutes to talk through? Awesome. No, I, I love that as a strategy. Um, Tom, have you ever used, uh, you, I think you used something like that at rep.com, didn't you? I've done a couple of different things around this um, executive sponsorship 
always happens. Um, you know, you go through networks, you find out who's connected. You take the burden off of your executive leadership by writing up the email potentially for them, right? What you're looking for them to say, say, hey, here's what I want you to send over. Here's 10 people to email if you if you have a minute because they're busy, right? They, they, they want to help you, but ultimately, you know, they can't. So take the burden off of them, give them the ammo and then just let them execute. Um, that's how I've done it. You know, the other part is finding those influencers, those champions that are switching jobs. I, I don't know how many times, you know, somebody will say, hey, we already have a solution. We're all set. A lot of SDRs don't go in and asking, you know, why they made that decision. And half the time you'll hear, well, you know, Jeff knew them. So we brought him in over here. Okay, but what does that actually do for you? You know, how is it helping? Well, it's not, but Jeff wanted it. Now I know I got to go talk with Jeff and work my relationship with Jeff on the decision process and that he uses through a champion. You want to be that though. You want to be that person that they're telling other vendors, hey, I can't work with you. I'm, I'm all set with Josh, you know, and I'm using Josh. Um, and they're bringing you with you, bringing you with everywhere they go because you've generated that value for them. Um, so there's a couple of different ways to do that, right? Bring in executive leadership, build your champions. Um, and then that's how you can get into those entryways uh, on the enterprise side. We used to use a tool called Lucid Chart. Uh, I don't know, Josh, if you've heard of it um, or Jeff, but, you know, integrates into Salesforce. I'm not sure if it has other CRM capabilities, but it does let you build out org charts on your Salesforce for your reps. And so we did a lot of that on our target 25 accounts. Um, and when we had a lot of our reps work in named accounts, um, we would build out the org chart and have the SDR tasked with doing that. So we knew that chain, right? Um, now you have data tools that will do it. Zoom Info is really good at showing you the org chart um, within their platform. And you can navigate those waters, right, to, to go upstream and, and find the ways to get in there. Awesome. No, this, this is pure gold, my friends. Uh, so thank you so much. Um, so I, I'm going to switch it back to Josh now. Um, what is another uh, fact, uh, like, thing that somebody, an individual contributor can do besides after, once they've gone through their connections and their uh, referrals and their ELTs, <laughs> you know, um, what, what is another thing they can do? Yeah, I think next is really, I think this actually could potentially might, might be the first tip and, and what I shared may be the second, but alignment is super key. Understanding what resources you have at your disposal, you know, what, what's going on in the account. If you're a BDR or an AE, um, pointing the other person in the right direction. If you're an AE, helping the BDR understand what happened in the account. Who have you spoken with, if anybody? Have you read through the 10K or 10Q? If you have, what are the, you know, what's the TLDR of the 10K, 10Q? Help the BDR, SDR understand that. And then bake out a plan for contacts the SDR BDR is going to go after, contacts that you might want to own yourself, and create an account plan and create a, a succinct messaging plan for how you're going to get to those. Um, understand what resources might be at your disposal. Um, you know, are you able to do some sort of, of gifting right through a, a postal or a Sendoso? Um, are you able to leverage any sort of um, uh, any sort of content that's been written about your organization? Maybe you've got um, been linked to this company through uh, a Gartner report. Um, what are the strategic drivers that have been mentioned in either blogs, 10Ks, 10Qs, maybe by the CEO on a CNBC or something like that? What what are they looking to accomplish and where does your tool fit in? So one thing that, that you know, I've always taught our teams to do is go through 10Ks and 10Qs, 
do a control find for keywords that indicate potential uh, potential alignment, and then just scroll through. So for example, at WalkMe, you know, we would do digital transformation, digital adoption, application adoption, and we would just do a control find and just search all the way through. I remember um, uh, one of our reps at, at WalkMe um, using this, we found a sentence that said, you know, Capital One is looking to drive the application adoption of all of its customers. And I remember myself and, and our BDR, uh, awesome guy named Stanton Turner. Stanton, if you're listening, quick shout out to you, bud. Um, we saw that sentence and our jaws hit the floor. We were like, we couldn't have written a better sentence if we, if we planted it there ourselves. Uh, and getting that alignment both between the account team, so AE, CSM, RM, AM, BDR, whoever might be a part of that, and then your prospect organization through 10Ks, 10Qs, blogs, articles, LinkedIn profiles. That's a really big key is to find all of that, tie it together through one succinct messaging. And then lastly is make sure you're polished, right? Make sure that your messaging in an email, cold call, voicemail, video prospecting, however you're contacting the prospect, make sure it's consistent. Right, you don't want to be saying a bunch of different messages that is going to confuse your prospect. Keep it consistent throughout so that your prospect can know exactly what you are speaking about and play the, you know, are you smarter than a fifth grader card? Right. There's no need to use fancy industry lingo, use really basic language and help them understand it at a basic level so that they can think about their job and recognize that either, yes, this is a current strategic driver. Yes, this could be a future strategic driver or no, this is just not a driver, in which case, thank you, but no, thank you and move on to your next account. Oh, I like that. Well, I, I love the concept of the, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Obviously, you know, like use that big fancy jargon. I, I remember prospecting into um, like big, big uh, social companies. So like Facebook, Snapchat, all that. And you're dealing with engineers who have like seven PhDs or whatever. But yet the funny thing is, is that when you talk to them like human beings, they actually respond better than if you talk to them with a bunch of jargon. Right. Yeah. Like that's, it's absolutely crazy. But I think what I'm hearing from you though, is I like, I like how you referenced this tip as be polished because you said you didn't say get your messaging in order. You said be polished. And there is a level of professionalism when you're going into enterprise organizations. It's not as casual as a lot of the mid-market SMB type prospecting. Um, you do have to be more polished. You have to be more professional. They have to feel like they're going, uh, they're being prospected by a a professional organization that has longevity, right? When you're selling to enterprises, it's about longevity. And and like, they they need to know that if they sign a a sticky contract with you, a five-year contract, that you're going to be there at the end of that five years. You're you're exactly right. And I think one of the challenges is, you know, these enterprise organizations, they are being prospected to all day. I mean, you know, if we think in the mid-market, you know, or, or maybe, you know, small enterprise space, we're getting prospected to a lot. Try going to a Medtronic, a, a Nike, right? I mean, they are getting outreach all day and all night. You have got to be buttoned up because that's their one window into who you are as a company. And small errors can be magnified in that sense. So, you know, it's not a, it's not actually just about, you know, having alignment on the messaging. It is literally about polish. 
So, and, and, and that actually speaks to a topic that we discussed as part of our conversation at Roundtable was about how a lot of individual contributors are asked to go out there by themselves. And even when they ask for support, they're not granted that. So how dangerous is that? I mean, it's, sir, if you're not supporting your reps to the fullest extent, it, it, it's, it's definitely dangerous. Um, and I think you can see it because the farther you get away from the business, the less control you have, and therefore the more people are on their own. And I think that doing gut checks, ensuring that you're having your one-on-one, and occasionally you just got to dig in, right? Like I know that every manager wants to be a director, every director wants to be a VP, but in order to be really good at what you do, no matter what role you have, you have to dig in occasionally. You have to figure out what is going on, boots on the ground, because ultimately that is what you are solving for. And as far as you you get away from the business, you need to have some form of a finger to that pulse. Oh, I love this. Thank you so much, Josh. I mean, um, the, the, the details you gave us in this short time are absolutely gold for both the individual contributors and their leaders. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm just going to wrap this up really quickly and please correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. Okay. Um, so we have, I'm, I'm going to flip the order of what you told them just because of you said, which is more important. So Number one tip is align, align with your internal team. What resources do you have? Do you have content? Do you have events going on? Do you have executive leadership that have a huge Rolodex that you can map into all these other things and really start mapping out an account plan with your AEs. If you're a, if you're a BDR, map out with your AEs. If you're an AE, map out with your BDRs and figure out who's gone after who and who's going to go after who. Because you do not want to crisscross and bug the crap out of your prospects because like you said, they get prospected every day and they don't want to be, they want to make sure that they know you're a professional organization, right? Um, And what's really important though, first is to understand the goals and the roadblocks that people are facing. So what are their goals? What are they trying to accomplish? And what's keeping them from getting there? Then we want to look at connections and referrals. So really dig deep and find out all the referrals that, that you can get from your group, whether it's your leadership team, your investors, everything, and just get after it, right? And then finally, for the leaders is support your team. Don't let them go out there on their own. They represent your front line. And it's so important to dig in, get boots on the ground and support them so that they have the best chance of succeeding. Um, To our listeners out there, uh, enjoy these tips and happy hunting. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fill the Funnel podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite platform, give us reviews and tell all your friends about us. Till next time, happy hunting.